This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, the little town that thought it could. Today on Sunrise, a student protest over gun violence. The young people in a group called March for Our Lives have a six-point plan to reduce the violence, and they're hoping lawmakers will listen for a change. The Constitutional Revision Commission only meets once every 20 years in Florida, but it will never meet again if Representative Brad Drake gets his way. Bad news if you're a green iguana. A bill has been filed in the legislature to put them on the restricted reptile list, which would make them illegal to own or sell. But you can still kill as many as you want. Today on Sunrise, an exit interview with Jim Rossica, who's leaving the mothership here at Florida Politics to work at a newspaper, of all things. We'll ask Jim if he's aware of what's happening in the newspaper business. We'll also have your calendar of events and check out the latest on Florida Man, who tried to take a couple of Derringers on a flight out of Pennsylvania. Things did not go well. And now the top stories for Friday, November 15th on Sunrise. A student group founded after the massacre at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland is asking Florida lawmakers to pass what they're calling the Peace Plan for a Safer Florida. More than 60 young people from across the state converged on the Capitol, including Serena Rodriguez and Alyssa Akbar. Here in Florida, we lose nearly 3,000 lives due to gun violence each year. This vicious cycle will never end if we continue to address it with thoughts and prayers. We need a change. We need a bold, comprehensive plan to address gun violence in this state. The peace plan for a safer Florida. Our plan has six steps that are summed up in change. Change the standards of gun ownership. Have the rate of gun deaths in 10 years. Accountability for the gun lobby and gun industry. Name a gun violence prevention task force. Generate community-based solutions and empower the next generation. Gun violence is a public health emer emergency. We cannot sit idly by while more lives are being lost. We urge Governor Ron DeSantis and the Florida legislator to enact our peace plan. Our lives are at stake. Mm -hmm. The time to act is now. That's right. Eternity Rodriguez of Tampa says one of the first things Florida lawmakers need to do is stop sucking up to the gun lobby. Florida needs to stand up against the anti-American, unpatriotic gun lobby and uphold the laws of the land and put lives over profit. Nobody, including NRA lobbyists, are above the law. Mm -hmm. All we want is a safe state for everyone. A state where no one has to fear for their lives in a school, church, movie theater, or even the streets that people walk every day. The citizens of Florida deserve a safe place to live, not a place where they wonder if that's the last time that they are going to see their loved ones every time they walk out of their home. We are here to fight for those whose voices have been silent because they cannot fight anymore because of Marianne Hammer and the legislation that she and other NRA lobbyists have infected our legislature with. We are here to bring peace to our state and we're asking you to join us in that peace. And if all this is starting to sound like a modern day children's crusade, Senator Gary Farmer of Fort Lauderdale is just fine with that because he says the adults have not been able to accomplish much in an effort to control gun violence. We are very happy today to take a bad back seat to these young people who have just grasped this issue and run with it. And, you know, there's an old saying, and the children shall lead them. Well, we, since the Parkland shooting, it has just been amazing to see the activism that you all have engaged in. The fact that you are tirelessly and relentlessly keeping this issue in the forefront. And we appreciate that so much. You know, we hide away up here in Tallahassee. It's a tough place to get to. And legislators don't want to be bothered by uncomfortable issues. But our children are dying. 
Our residents are dying. Alyssa, you talked about being tired of hearing thoughts and prayers. I've got a thought for, for us. How about we do something about ending gun violence? How about we... How about we pass sensible gun safety legislation that upwards of 80% of Floridians and a vast majority of even, yes, NRA members support? As the students were speaking at the Capitol, police in California were dealing with the latest school shooting in America. It was deja vu all over again for Representative Dan Daly of Coral Springs, who was a graduate of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. If you look at the images of students being let out of the school uh, with police officers heavily armed, to safety. They're the same photos that we see time and again, the same photos and same video that we saw at Douglas. When is it going to stop? When is it enough? There are folks in this building, grown, grown-ups, we use the word grown-ups, who aren't willing to hear even the most reasonable of gun reforms. And yet you have young people, we're surrounded by young people who trek to Tallahassee to bring this message. So I ask that you continue to do that. I ask that you continue to keep that pressure on so that we can make sure that someday we don't have to have another Santa Clarita, another Parkland, another Pulse. The students in March for Our Lives know they are facing an uphill battle in the Florida legislature, but that will not stop them from trying. And let's be honest about this, time is on their side. They'll be around long after the current crop of lawmakers is gone. Once every 20 years, a group called the Constitution Revision Commission meets to recommend changes in the document that serves as a framework for Florida's government. It was created back in 1968 to fine-tune the Constitution, but State Representative Brad Drake says the CRC has lost its way. I think that the intent of this committee, way back in its origin, had some valid purpose. I think that they, they had a responsibility to do, and I wish that they would have gone back and looked at some of the things that are in the Constitution that could be revised, but they did not. Instead, they did a number of things. They did a number of things that I think the electorate and even some of us policymakers, the ones that are designed by the Constitution and sent here by our electorate to do that job, they went ahead and did some things that probably we would not have done. So I felt like it was a very dangerous committee. It became a committee by proxy. Uh, that committee that was established went there to be an independent thinking body to review all these ideas and these proposals and the considerations and to do the job that they actually were supposed to do in making alterations and revisions constitution. It was more like to me in watching and observing and reading in the newspapers and on TV and radio that they were actually a, a purely politically developed committee there to be a proxy vote to those who sent them there. The Constitutional Revision Commission placed eight amendments on the ballot last year. One of them was removed after the courts concluded it was a stealth amendment to trick the voters. The CRC was also criticized for bundling different ideas into a single amendment, like the one that banned offshore oil drilling and vaping in the workplace. Drake says the commission was playing political games and the voters didn't like it. In this last election cycle, uh, more than any other, people called and they were mad. And so then I had to do some homework, and I'm like, all right, let me tell you what's going on. Here's what happened. Way back in the day, there was this committee, and it was established, and it was supposed to revise. It was supposed to be a revisionary committee, and it was supposed to make changes to the Constitution, technical changes, not create new policy. So I think what some of the outrage is that, that is happening or that especially occurred in the last election cycle, the electorate was upset that this committee was log rolling all these ideas and putting them onto the ballot and just kind of a take it or leave it. So you don't get to pick and choose whether you like this issue or not. This august body decided for you that you're going to take and leave either all three of these or all four of these or none of these. 
So they were not happy about that. The commission may have lost its way, but Representative Drake says it's still a good idea. He would rather fix the CRC, but he says there is no fix to be found. If there was a way to change this gorilla, I would be the first one. In fact, uh, Representative uh, Cord Bird, Chair Bird, had a, a, a bill that was very similar to mine. And I told Cord, I said, Cord, I would rather your bill pass than mine if, if we could get to that. And we've presented, this we've presented this bill before committee on three different occasions. It passed out of the Senate. And in each one of those committees, I asked the members of the committee and anybody that's out there listening, come to me and tell me how we can fix this broken committee. And nobody has been able to do that. I've not had one suggestion uh, that I thought would, would, would help us in what we're trying to accomplish. Um, so here we are. This is kind of where we're, we're, we're at that crossroads where we've got to decide do we do something about this committee because we feel like that it could be problematic in the future um, or do we fix it? And I implore you to tell me how to fix it, but at this point I'm not sure that we can uh, because of the very existence of the, the political nature uh, of what this, this committee has become. And, and listen, this is, this, is not a, this is not a red bill, this is not a blue bill, it's not a Republican bill, it's not a Democrat bill, this is not a, a left wing, right wing, we've got people from all walks of life, all, people that have never agreed before on uh, certain issues, but they're saying, yes, this is, a, this is very necessary. Drake's proposal to abolish the Constitution Revision Commission was approved by the Senate earlier this year, but it died in the House. So he's starting over again for the session of 2020, and his joint resolution has cleared its first hurdle in the House Civil Justice Committee. If it is approved by the legislature, voters would then decide whether to kill the CRC. South Florida is being overrun by green iguanas, and there are so many of the invasive lizards that the Wildlife Commission has pretty much conceded they're here to stay. But lawmakers are taking aim anyway. Senator Gary Farmer has filed a bill to add the green iguana and the Argentine black and white tegu to the list of reptiles that are banned in Florida. The legislation says no individual, firm, corporation, or other organization can keep, possess, import into the state, sell, barter, trade, or breed the critters. The green iguana population has grown so fast that the Wildlife Commission allows Floridians to kill the animals year-round without a permit. Homeowners are encouraged to remove the reptiles from their property and have them killed by a vet or the local animal shelter. Up next on Sunrise, we say goodbye to Jim Rossica. But first, we say hello to some advertising revenue. Back in a flash. We all know that guy who says he knew Trump was going to win long before election night. Had he known about Predict It, he could have put his money where his mouth was and made a little extra cash in the process. Predict It is like the stock market for politics. You can buy and sell shares in future events and elections, both foreign and domestic. During the 2018 midterms, Predict It beat other national pollsters like Nate Silver in election night predictions, and it wasn't even close. It's easy and only costs a few bucks to get started. Sunrise listeners can get a special introductory offer by visiting predictit.org slash promo slash F-L-A-P-O-L. Next up on Sunrise, an exit interview with our very own favorite reporter, Jim Rossica with FloridaPolitics.com, who is not going to be with Florida Politics much longer. What's going on, Jim? Why are you bailing? I, uh, first of all, uh, Rick, you've mentioned an exit interview, and usually there's some kind of form I have to fill out. I have not brought my number two pencil, so I'm not, I'm not going to be filling out any forms here. We have a number four. It's just, you don't want to make quite an impression. Uh, well, you, you've got a two-squared pencil. That's yeah. awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm leaving, uh, Rick. Uh, 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 Friday is my last day at Florida Politics, and, and beginning Monday, the very... Following Monday, 
I will be news director of the Tallahassee Democrat and Tallahassee.com, which is the local newspaper and web news website here in uh, Tallahassee. And uh, news director means I will be basically second in command nice. of the newsroom. Well, first of all, congratulations. I'm very happy for you. But why in the world would someone want to get into the newspaper business at this stage in the industry's well, uh, timeline? you know, Rick, I don't see it as getting into the newspaper business. As I see it getting into the news business, because as you know, everything is, is going digital and websites and newsletters, and there could be some podcasts in the future, Rick. Oh, boy. Yeah, the Democrat is really famous for its high-quality <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know what the, the Democrats' history with podcasts is. I, of course, just remember my own uh, dearly departed uh, podcast with uh, with Matt Dixon during our Scribune days, mm -hmm. which were uh, infamous for uh, me singing and him editing that out. So uh, that's <laughs> that was the highlight of my bad podcast. Well, well, good. Well, and there are some things that cannot be edited out. For example, the construction that's going on in our soundproof studio right now. Yes, yes, exactly. So just don't worry about it. We're just fixing things to make everything better. Exactly. Here. As I will be doing at the Democrat, I'm there to make things better. Ah, now are there going to be any changes in philosophy because of who you are? I, I know that you, the person you're replacing, Jennifer Portman, was not the biggest fan of Capital News and Capital news is what you've been doing for a while. So we'll be, will we be seeing more of that or a, a greater emphasis on it in the Democrat? I, I think that is entirely possible. I still have not. Uh... Wow. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like an Excedrin headache He commercial. wants to come in. It's like he's on my shoulder. Wait, I, I hear some talking points I want you to give. Uh, well, you know, it would have cost us extra to have a, a soundproof booth today. And since you're leaving, we just weren't going to spring for yes, it. I know. Yes, we discounted it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think it's fair to uh, say that, that there will be uh, a different kind of emphasis on uh, state government news, uh, surely, with, with my background. And uh, we've got a stellar team of reporters, uh, Jeff Schweers, who was actually my replacement at the Tampa Tribune after I left the Tampa Tribune to come to Florida politics. And uh, currently at uh, the Tallahassee Democrat, also covering the Capitals, James Call, another Florida politics uh, alum. So uh, I, I think between the three of us, uh, we've got significant capital state government coverage so, experience. So everything comes back to the Democrat eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like Tallahassee itself. You know, uh, I like came here in 97, left in 05. And oh, I was going to be a big shot lawyer, Rick. <laughs> well, you are. Yes. You're, in you're, in you're my the, mind. Well, you know, you're the one when, whenever there was a press conference and, and we you were the one person who didn't have to stand up and say, I'm not a lawyer. But I play one on no, TV. No, I, I, I was the guy at the press conferences who uh, lawmakers would say, well, uh, nobody here is a lawyer, but – and I would go, eh, yeah. well, <laughs> eh, actually, I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but uh, yes, that, 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 that law school experience has uh, come in handy in terms of uh, learning things like what mandamus is. Ooh, and a writ thereof. Yes, exactly. Writs of mandamus, writs of prohibition. Be honest, you're going to miss covering the Florida Supreme Court, aren't you? I will. I will miss uh, covering the Florida Supreme Court. Um, I think that they're going to have some 
uh, change yet again. We have, uh, very, it's very likely, uh, almost certain that we are going to have a confirmation of two two of the, the current justices. Going Bar- up to the federal Barbara system. Lagoa and Robert Luck will right. be confirmed by the Senate to go up to the uh, 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. That will create another two vacancies that, of course, Governor Ron DeSantis will have to fill. And that pounding here in the background is people applying for those new Supreme so exactly. Court jobs that will open up. You know, like Luther, they're, they're, they're pounding their resumes <laughs> on the, the door. door. 95 of them, as 95 a resumes. We won't stop until we have 95 resumes on this door for you to choose from, Governor DeSantis. Well, dude, I've got to tell you, it's, it's been wonderful working with you. We've only been doing this for a couple of months, but I've known you since the 90s. And you always struck me as one of those people who is just unique enough to, to cut a separate path in journalism. You're not one of the, the cookie cutter reporters. I hope that's good. It, it, it is good. 100% if that, what that means. You're unique enough, son. Yes. You're unique enough, son. I'll keep you. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> We had plans to replace you, but, you know, your mom had yeah, other ideas. It'll be, it'll be fine. You know, you look enough like me. Uh, yes, it's, 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 been, it's been a long uh, journey uh, 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 to Florida uh, and then to Tallahassee and then here for uh, uh, many years, 90, 97 to 05 and yeah. then left in 05. And, you know, going back to that, I was going to be a, gonna be a Philadelphia <laughs> lawyer, Rick. <laughs> Then that didn't work out because I graduated into the middle of the Great Recession. And then I have to mention for the record that it was uh, Brendan Farrington of the Associated Press who uh, uh, he messaged me somehow, emailed or Facebook messaged me. And that I was I was underemployed as an attorney at the time. And he and he sent me a message that said, if um, if you're not doing uh, if you're not too busy, could you come down and help me cover session as a temporary reporter? And that's how it started. I ended up doing three set three sessions in a row for the Associated Press as as the the session reporter, and then that last session, uh, uh, two thousand and thirteen, I guess it was the Tampa Tribune and called. Tampa Tribune called and said, "Hey, we're going to reopen our Tallahassee bureau finally. You interested in staffing it?" I said, "Sure." Yeah. And, and they told you they had how long left as a paper? They did not say that at the time. Oh, that was okay. it was just owned then by 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 new ownership, the the hedge fund guys, and they were all about journalism until and, they weren't. Until they weren't. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but that's great. That's fine. I I was at the Tampa Tribune for a couple of years as the uh, as the the loan guy. In Tallahassee, and then as as it, as the handwriting on the wall, as they say, became apparent, uh, and of course the handwriting on the wall at the time was when the Tampa Tribune sold its building and said uh, didn't tell anybody where they were going to go next. <laughs> and Gary Finout sent me a text message in all capital letters that just said, "Get out of there." <laughs> They're said, on the phone in the house I now. Said, Gee, maybe Gary's right. And it's like that day or the next day, uh, Peter Shorsh is sending me a direct message on Twitter saying, so dot, 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 you don't know me, but when are you going to come work for me? And here I am. So there you go. After a drive down to St. Petersburg and a very long, painful stay at the bar at the Vinoy, uh, here, you know, I was hired. And, and here, I, here I have been for almost the last four and a half years. But if you have to stay at a bar, the Vinoy is not a bad place. I will agree with that. Yeah, especially no, if you like to play tennis in between drinks. Absolutely. No, no complaints. And if, you know, if you want to see some professional baseball players, just walk in the lobby. And there you go. There you go. Yeah, you might run into Charlie Chris, too. You, you, you may. Yeah. And, of course, they have a sign 
uh, in the Vinoy lobby that says, uh, if you see any professional athletes, please do not bother them. Do not ask for uh, autographs. Uh, do not do not ask for selfies. And uh, that's all right. All they have are people from the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, exactly. But uh, but what's, what's remarkable is right after that sign went up, another sign went up that says, "Please, if you see Charlie Crist <laughs> going through." <laughs> If you see Charlie Crist in the lobby, please do not ask for selfies. Do not ask for autographs. So I thought that was quite uh, remarkable that they had that 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 for that that foresightedness to have that sign for Charlie. That they were so far ahead of us. Yes, of course. Of course, the, what happened was the, Charlie ruined it because he would go into the lobby, and go, "It's fine, it's fine. I'll, I'll take I'll take a selfie with you." <laughs> Benoit manager going, "No, no." So what if they want to take a selfie with Jim Rossica now? They have to go over the I Democrat. Think that, right? I think that's pretty – please come to the uh, the Democrat uh, 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 two uh, – I want to say two <laughs> – was only two, worked there for eight years. 277. 277. 277 North Magnolia Drive, uh, right next to the railroad tracks. And right next to the Ford dealership. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, once you're done doing whatever you would do at the actual Democrat building, you can walk over – and uh, shop for a fine Ford vehicle. Wow. It just doesn't get any better than that, does it? It really doesn't. Jim, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for Thank coming Thank you in. so much for having me. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's been exciting. It's been, uh, uh, of course, uh, learning all this stuff when you, were, uh, when you were away and I filled in for you. Uh, all of the hate mail that I'm now getting for that uh, for that guest stint. Yeah, thanks for, that for taking week. that. By the way, I, I, I took a bullet for and continue to take a bullet apparently for that. And uh, so, so thank you, thank you for all of your uh, friendship and support over the years. And this is not a goodbye. Um, this is just a uh, you know, see a sucker. All right, now get the hell out of here. Hey, I, I'm on my way out. <laughs> thanks again, Jim. Thank you, sir. On the agenda today, the Florida Board of Physical Therapy meets in Broward County starting at 8 in Fort Lauderdale. The Florida Board of Osteopathic Medicine meets in Lake County starting at 8 at Mission Inn Resort in Howie in the Hills. The State Board of Education meets at 9 in Flagler County. The big issue there is what to do about the operation and governments of the Florida Virtual School, which has been taken over by the state. The Florida Education Association will continue a bus tour calling for increased education funding. They're at the Civic Center in Sunrise beginning at 9. The Florida Department of Economic Opportunity will release the October unemployment numbers. That's at 10 a.m. The South Florida Water Management District will continue a series of workshops about revising a rule about water quality in the northern Everglades. That starts at 10 a.m. in the Fort Myers Regional Library. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham will receive the 2019 Statesman of the Year Award during a dinner held by the Republican Party of Sarasota County. And no, that is not a joke. Senator Rick Scott will be there as well. It starts at 7 at the Hyatt Regency in Sarasota. And now the continuing adventures of Florida Man. A Florida man was caught with a pair of tiny pistols in his carry-on baggage while going through a security checkpoint at Harrisburg International Airport in Pennsylvania. They have not released his name, but officials with the Transportation Security Administration say they found two 22 caliber Derringers in the bottom of the man's black duffel bag at the x-ray machine. The befuddled Florida man told officials he did not know he had the guns with him because he took the wrong duffel bag with him to the airport. And two Florida men are accused of doing half a million dollars worth of damage to a brand new hotel in Fernandina Beach. Deputies say they trashed 33 rooms in the Hilton, which was not open yet. Televisions were ripped from their stands. Glass doors on the showers were shattered, along with microwave ovens, mirrors, and numerous windows throughout the building. Then mattresses, refrigerators, lamps, tables, and chairs were thrown through some of the broken windows. 
That's it for this edition of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee. We're back again on Monday. We'll see you then.